0: Welcome back, listeners. We are rolling right along with the hit series Halo streaming on Paramount Plus, and we are right up against the end here as no sooner did this show start that we are coming up to this season finale of season one of Halo with episode eight. So uh, titled Allegiance and one that I have a lot of thoughts on, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Rob, you do as well. Maybe some more. <laughs> meh, me, well, we'll we'll save that. I won't say anything else <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> yep. But I will say before we get into anything, it certainly this episode really just piggybacks off of what we said last week, where. I don't know what last week's episode was, but you certainly don't need that episode to know about anything that's going on here. Um, I found it very odd to look back and say, you can just skip an entire, like, you could skip that entire episode, and I'll get more into that when we get into spoilers of this episode and what we think we may get, but it, it certainly seems like a throwaway.
1: Yeah, so we we kind of said it at the time, it, it was really a filler episode, which is strange. Like, if you're doing a 22-episode series, you're going to have some filler. There's only nine episodes on this, and they spent $90 million on it, over $90 million. Um, and this was one of their kind of marquee pieces of entertainment that they were going to use to get people... To get into Paramount Plus and and plunk down their hard-earned money for another mm-hmm. subscription service, so yeah, you know, thinking about what we got this week um, and comparing that to what we got last week, like nothing that happened last week had any impact on this. Uh, I kind of forgotten most of it. I, I had to look back at my notes to even really remember what what happened. And this was so much more compelling than anything we got
0: last week. Oh yeah, I will at least definitely a hundred (laughs) percent agree with you on that but it's it's still just very odd that they would choose to sit there and again i just do an episode that's filler but based on you know based on a storyline that you're trying to get people to care about and then again today they make it pretty much absolutely useless there there it almost seems like there was no reason to have it
1: it it really does particularly when you spend whole weeks skipping side plots um, not even addressing it not even touching it by the way not that I'm complaining not that you're complaining because we both agree and I think most fans agree that all the stuff going on with Madrigal is the least compelling of all of the stories being told by this show Um, anything going on with Quan Ha and her 2552 version of a space mullet, you know, whatever that is that she has, um, you know, like we don't really actually care that much about it. Like I, I enjoyed last week more than you did, but at the same time, it just feels very strange. You know, we, we go back to, you know some of the things that we're building. So the two episodes, kind of in the middle of this series, that you and I both really liked a lot. There was definitely some things that we're building uh, that we enjoyed, not just the battle scenes, but the the other story elements that were growing, and the I don't want to say alliances and things like that, but the the levels of trust and the loyalties, and what you thought was going to happen with loyalties being tested. We really do see that ratcheted up quite a bit here. So it really does, like you said, make make this other side story seem very, very strange that it continues to be featured as prominently as it is when
0: it's so unsuccessful. And everybody involved had to know that. Right, exactly. I think uh... <sighs> I think anything else that we need to say about maybe where that leads and why it just seems so jarring that they chose to to do an episode like that it is definitely gonna have to be, you know, spoilers as we talk about this episode. But before we get into spoilers, we're gonna follow the same format here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about our watch rating, but I wanna share a quick message here with listeners. Uh, as as a thank you to everybody that has downloaded these episodes, listened to Matt goes to the movies, uh, I, I want to send out an offer, and that is for Dubby Energy Drink. Now, I actually, Rob, you and I both actually got this, and I had I took this earlier today. I needed a little bit of a pick me up, and the the great thing that I liked about it is it doesn't give me jitters like your typical energy drink. So. What we're going to do, listeners, is if you head over to W.GG, and I'll spell that out for you, that's D U B B Y.GG. You can check out everything that W Energy has to offer. And what we're going to do is we are going to give you 10% off your order for this, this energy drink here. So you're going to use the promo code MGTTM podcast, and that will get you 10% off of your order as a thank you to all of our listeners that have you know stuck with the show and and downloaded and interacted
1: yeah, I tried the uh, Dragonade, which is a mixture of dragon fruit, uh, strawberry, and pink lemonade. Uh, mixed uh, one serving of it into a glass of water, um, and I thought I was going to run through brick walls that day. But like you said, it was—it's—it's uh, it's not at all a jittery feeling. It's not because it's not carbonated like a lot of other energy drinks. It's—it's um, uh, it, it's got a very, very different impact. I felt very alert very quickly, and um, it's like it's—it's it's thirty dollars for one container and then you get the 10% off with the MGTTM podcast promo code. Uh, and it has 30 servings. So if you compare that to what you would pay at Starbucks, you know, it's like $8 for a coffee. Now uh, it's a buck for a pick me up that doesn't have any of the crash or jitters. And if you only use half of it, like I'm going to start using, it's like 50 cents for a drink. Um, that gets you wide awake. Um, it's a pretty cool product. So I'm very excited that uh, they are sponsoring the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So big shout out to them. And we will put that all in the show notes here. uh, So that way you can head on over and take advantage of that offer. So let's talk watch rating here. Low, medium, high. How rewatchable is this episode? Rob, you want to kick us off with what you think?
1: Yeah, so there's... There's one thing that's gonna that happens in this episode that has probably been the single biggest buzz. We've talked about this. There's really not a lot of buzz about this show online in the normal places you would find sci-fi, video games, comic books, you know, all of these kinds of things. Um, you know, superhero movies and TV shows, the, the kind of places where you and I are finding ourselves online regularly. Um, I see so little buzz about this show. Um, however, there is something that happens this week that has gotten the Internet kind of buzzing a little bit and talking about this show. And certainly we'll get into whether or not that was effective, whether or not it was necessary, whether or not it really helped the story or not. Um, I think in general, I'm probably going to be, you know, if we were playing uh, like we do on Harrison's show, uh, you know, rummage for the rotten, uh, you're going to be the rotten on this because I'm fairly certain I liked this episode better than you did. Um, And I think I'm going to probably be defending some of it. Although I, I, If somebody said they hated this, I'd kind of understand it too. Um, I I actually want, I'm too much of a chicken to give this a high watch rating because it's actually not good enough for that. However, (laughs) there are some things, so it's going to be a medium because there are some things that they had been setting up, particularly those middle couple of episodes that you and I both really liked that were really effective there's some stuff that when you get about three quarters of the way into this episode, again, spoiler free, um, some things really start to go fast and some things start to switch. Some people start to change. Some people start to flip on one another characters, motivations change their allegiances change. Um, we start to go in a motion that personally has me excited for the season finale, uh, just to see what they do with it. Um, You know, there's a lot going on here and it's it's almost kind of tough to keep track of everything. So it's not, you know, I've watched it twice and I actually was really dialed in um, on my second watch through. I, you know, I thought perhaps maybe I'd get distracted and kind of tune in for the bigger stuff, but I, I actually found myself pretty well uh keyed into this episode so i'm i'm a little bit too much of a coward to give it a high because i think you're probably going to go low um and there are some problems with it there are some things that i don't really need there's some there's some performances that aren't great uh so i'm going to stick with
0: medium all right well let's start off with a shocker uh i'm gonna give this (laughs) i'm gonna give this a medium and wow here's why i'm here's why i'm gonna say without spoilers obviously in this part why it's a medium In terms of this series as a whole, whether it's been what I wanted, not what I wanted, listeners, viewers, whatever the case may be, I'm going to look at this episode standalone. And if I went back through this series and said, you know what, once it's all done, let me rewatch it. I would rewatch this episode. There are certainly episodes in this season that I would not rewatch because I just don't think they offer anything this is not one of those episodes. And I do feel that once things get moving, there is some interesting dynamics that are at play. I am not as, I'm not as adverse now as I was to what I think will be a a big topic of spoiler in this review. uh, Once we get to that, I, I do have some issues with some of those, those high gear moments that you talked about where people turn, Uh, I think there's a very cliche turn in this episode where somebody goes from zero to 60 and I'm not really a fan of it. I think it's uh, I just think it's done for the sake of drama and it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I also think there's some, again, really, really dumb, dumb choices that are made. When Rob, you've mentioned this in other movies and other things that we've talked about, where if you would take five seconds to stop and talk, something could be solved. But instead, because it's it's go, 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 everything gets everything gets blown up. It hits the fan and you're up against something that you really don't need to be. Um, And I think some of that stuff was executed poorly in this episode. But again, as I thought about this, my original thought of, and I wasn't even mad. What I will say is I was not mad at this episode. I I was, I was mad about, (laughs) I was mad about. That's a
1: lot better than what you could say for some of the other ones.
0: Right. Exactly. My, my thought process on this episode was, okay, I'm perplexed by one decision, but some of the other stuff, I was like, I don't I don't know if I care. And again, I've always said that's worse than, for me, not caring is worse than having a strong opinion one way or a strong opinion another, another way. But as I digested it, as I broke it down, um, I started to actually think about some of the things where I hope this is going with the season finale, and maybe that will change my view on this episode once we get there but seeing some of the things digest and just taking it in, I I definitely changed my opinion because my knee jerk reaction to this would have been a low. Uh, But I definitely, I definitely am in the medium category for rewatching this. It, It certainly would be on my list of, okay, yeah, I'm going through season one. I would not skip this episode or I would not, I would not turn this episode on and like purposely be doing other things like I would with a couple other episodes in this season. Now, did you watch this once or did you watch it a second time? Uh, That is twice. Yes. Okay. So, so
1: uh, yeah, I I wanted to make sure I I caught that. So, I think I think you and I exchanged a couple of quick text messages after your first watch, and I think am I right that your opinion on it improved after the second one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um yeah, because I <laughs> part of my like part of our text because we don't. I don't think we text a lot with this show <laughs> or, or right. anything that we really do, because we'll just basically it'll turn into me and you just go back and f- going back and forth through text messaging, like spilling everything that we want to talk about here. Um, yeah, We would just do the show that way and we yeah. could just publish it online on Instagram at that point. <laughs> so we keep it very vague. But my like one of my few texts was I literally responded with I mean, what the hell? like <laughs> yeah um so i I, yeah. I certainly improved from from that moment yeah and i think uh,
1: i i think a lot of my excitement to rewatch this earlier today was based on you know kind of like that like i said that like that last 25 percent uh of this of this particular episode things really start to happen um and it kind of has you know there's some really wild stuff um And it gets you very excited for the finale.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So why don't we take that as our opportunity to roll into our spoiler section here. And we are going to head in to popcorn time. And let's break this episode down. And, uh, you know, the first thing that I will I'll bring up is, you know, this episode again, completely just you can skip episode seven completely and not miss a beat on this, uh, which right. I, I think is fine. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> based on our feelings of, of, of what happened. But one of the main cores of this episode is the budding, I will call it relationship between master chief and Mackie. And I got to tell you, I, I think this is what is the, you know the the center and the crux of the chatter with this episode, where let's just come out and say it. We're in spoilers. Uh, Master Master Chief is a lovemaker maker now.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> he and, has become a man.
0: <laughs> yes, and I think that's where a lot of this stems from, but taking, I'm gonna say taking my blinders off and looking at this from, okay, this is not the show that I expected it to be. Maybe it's not the show that I wanted, but if I'm looking at this through completely unobjective lenses and saying for what this show wants to be, regardless of whether I want it to be or not, I feel that the way that that happened in the context of this show actually works. And and that's how I really tried to look at this episode when I was rethinking it is let me look at it from how they, the the people that are producing this show, what they're trying to accomplish, what they wanted for this. And I feel like it works. So I'll tell you what's hysterical about that
1: is it's almost like, you know, the way that Cortana is in John's head. I almost feel like you're in my head with that because Yes, this is not, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, this is really not what I think either of us would have ever dreamed we would have gotten from a Halo show. You know, if you would have made a list of 10 things you would have wanted out of a a nine-episode season of of a series based on Halo, I don't think we would have written down much of what we've seen. I think we would have had a lot of other ideas. Uh, And I think it took us a little bit of time to sort of get over that, to get into this show. I think it was probably episode four or five where I actually said, I'm into this show now. Um, Okay. So we get that out of the way and we look at just the relationship between McKee and John and yes, in the context of the story that they are trying to tell, it actually really makes sense. Is the scene a little bit gratuitous, you know, you can decide that for yourself. Um, You know, remember, remember like three or four weeks ago, five weeks ago, whatever it was, When somebody on this show said, oh, this is clearly somebody trying to set Game of Thrones in space. Somebody said that on this show. And (laughs) I just kind of sat there as I was watching that for the first time going, ding, ding, ding. You know, this kind of almost makes up for the 783 theories around WandaVision that I was totally and completely wrong on. Um, That being said, yeah, the... I think you see McKee very conflicted with her goals throughout most of this episode. I think initially she was attracted to John. I think she was also considering honeypotting herself and completing her mission for the covenant and taking out the demon, their most hated enemy, their most, you know, he's number one on their most wanted list. I think she really was trying to decide on that. And then puts herself firmly on team human, you know, the, the scene where she yanks the energy sword out of, you know, Coke nail mm-hmm. out of her, her finger was maybe a little gratuitous, but it was quite effective. I mean, at the same time, like you can see, there was real pain that she experienced and you kind of wonder like, okay, why remove that? Cause you might find yourself in a position where you need that later. But I kind of saw that as her removing the temptation to ever, misuse that like she's made the decision i'm right i'm done with the covenant i'm not on team you know squid anymore i'm i'm firmly on team human and i think that was really what i got out of that um and this is you know i think there's going to be a lot of people that look at this and go this was gratuitous this was unnecessary this whole scene didn't work for me i didn't like it i'm going to disagree and say i think there was a lot of things that were really effective here um and you just think about the character of John, you know, he's been since he was six, he's been in Spartan training and he's only been able to actually experience emotions for maybe 36 hours at this point. Like, it's really hard to tell.
0: Um, right. Yeah, that's that is kind of a, a a good point. I'll let you finish that up. But yeah, how like in the scope of when he took out his inhibitor chip, it's like how much time has actually passed in these whirlwind of emotions that you're probably feeling for the first time. That's probably pretty serious, like legit, like sensory overload for so many things. Like, yeah. Like Matt, how old
1: were you when you first like noticed girls? Like, were you in middle school? Like, were you in elementary school? Like, think back to like when you first noticed you know, either that you were attracted to the opposite or if you were attract- attracted to the same sex, like whatever you first started realizing you were attracted to somebody. Like, Wait, why am I kind swear, of a weird feeling?
0: Right. Why am I sweating? What's going on here?
1: Like- <laughs> yeah. Why do I not remember how to use the English language? Like, how, why is this hard for me now? Like, what, why, what is overcoming me? Why do I, why, why can I not stop thinking about that person? Now, imagine that you're doing all that as an adult. Like you, right. you haven't gone through all of those things. And it's the same thing for her, by the way, because she was kidnapped when she was a very young child. She spent the, the rest of her childhood, all of her teenage years. What is she maybe 28, 29? I'm not really sure. They don't really tell us. Um, you know, all of her 20s, however old she is, she spent in space with the covenant a bunch of gross you know, the elites all look like kind of cuttlefish. You know, mm-hmm. the the grunts are pretty gross. You know, like the, this is the, and now she's faced with this seven foot tall hulking man that they share a dyad in the force with. Um, yeah, there's a lot of conflicting emotions for both of them. You know, they're kind of both going through that, like sixth grade passing notes back and forth. Do you like me circle? Yes or no. And send it back kind of thing. Do kids even still do that or do they just
0: text each other? I don't know. I'm not I, sure I, what the I, what the. Yeah, it's all texting now. Um, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna say too. I don't think, like, for me, I don't think it was gratuitous. I, I do think it was the obvious, you know, fact that Cortana knows what's going on and is, is watching. I thought that was, I, I thought that was odd. Like, if you're a little voyeuristic, right? Yeah, like if you're a viewer and you're intelligent you know that she's gonna know what's going on the fact that they made it necessary like i'm using the word necessary but a point to like stop and focus on her i, I thought was I-, I thought that part was pushing it a little bit too much because yeah we know
1: uh it's Loki,
0: a little creepy isn't it right like, and low then- key creepy also that that one line from dr halsley where she's like it's been i can't remember exactly like it's been like fascinating or fun to watch and i was like you sick sick sicko (laughs) like yeah um, yeah but yeah i again i was i was surprised by how much after thinking about it i was just like all right context wise i think it works I do think certainly too that, uh, you know, by the time we get to the, the end of this episode, uh, do I really blame? Like, do I place blame on master chief for how this, you know, for certainly where things are about to go? Do I blame, you know, Mackie for th- where things are about to go? And no, I really can't sit there. A- and I, I'm going to give the show the episode credit for making me feel like this where no, I can't really blame him for trusting her. I can't really blame her for making her decision to end up following, you know, what is essentially her duty um, that she's been bred to, to follow and go after. That's a big theme uh, of this episode is, you know, do you follow, you know, your duty or do you do the sometimes humane thing and make a different choice? I mean, the episode is called allegiance.
1: And right. to me, I think that is probably the best episode name they could have come up with. And it's, it's really effective when you think about what that word means and how quickly those things are changing, uh, and how fluid everybody's
0: allegiances are as they go, right? Exactly. So uh, I think though there's there's a lot of blame to place on the, these other human characters, and that's where some of my my issue lies. I, I should say most of my issue issues lie in this episode is with that quick knee jerk reaction where. You almost have people kind of contradicting themselves where, you know, they say one person, you know, certainly they think Dr. Halsley is bad. And she certainly is. That's another thing that I'm not really a fan of in this episode. But then they make these knee jerk snap decisions to attack Mackie and just like just stop for three seconds and listen to her. Like, why did she come into this room? Why is like legitimately, why is it master chief with her? It's not weird that all of a sudden, all your comms are down and your cameras are down and everything else in between. Like you couldn't stop for a second in a secure room to sit there and say, well, let's, let's take five seconds. Hey, if you're telling us the truth, do us a favor. Um, I don't know, like, let us restrain you, like, let us restrain you, let us look into it, you'll gain our trust, like, or take us to John, or, or just something, but no, you you have to make this decision to force her hand to be like, well, everything that I thought is true, and I'm going to, ma- like, now I need to make this decision.
1: Yeah, it's, it does feel that, that is the, really the low point is when the uh, MP that's been gunning for her for the last two weeks, um, you know, decides he's pulling out the energy baton and zapping her in the same spot that she got zapped when she was, a, mm-hmm. you know, a slave kid on that on that dystopian mining colony or wherever, wherever that was. That was a bit much. Um, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like you had said at the beginning, like if anybody just kind of stopped and said, hold on a second, let's what's happening mm-hmm. here. Like, right. It, it becomes pretty obvious that, that that none of these things happen.
0: Yeah. I, I also don't like the, the full blown manipulator turn um, from Halsley. I, I thought it was, I thought it was very abrupt and I, I certainly do not. I, I was more interested in her. And I think I said this two episodes back um when it seemed like again the ends justified the means but there was you know there was a level of understanding there there was a level of i understand that i've ruined relationships and that's a line in this movie like you've sacrificed everything at the cost of this me your child john a- and then she goes full blown villain mode and I didn't find that effective. I found it again, just really like, I'm not going to care if she gets her comeuppance in the season finale. I'm just really not. I think I would have cared more had they still teetered that line of somebody who again, just has that little imbalance, but going what I perceive as just like full blown, like monologue villain mode. I, I did not enjoy that at all. I, I really thought that was actually really weak.
1: I liked it a little better, I think than you did. There's, there was some breadcrumbs that this was building in the first episode. I think whenever she instructs the Spartans to possibly do something different when John comes back from his mission, um, you know, they're, they're all in on the Spartans as a group over the rest of the UNSC, you know, they, they kind of see themselves as separate and detached. They, they see themselves as somebody who takes their orders more from her than they do the UNSC in general, you know, their loyalties are to each other and to her first and foremost, and then to the UNSC and humanity as a whole kind of second. I think that's been building for a little bit. And when she activates the emergency Spartan back channel, I feel like that's been building, and I was kind of really into that. Um, okay. I think some of these things move quickly, though, and you're right there. There is kind of a, a switch that happens very fast um, if you're not still thinking about some of these other things that have been sort of hinted at. Although it's been a while, like I would forgive somebody if they didn't kind of remember those things from from the early earlier episodes. I think when she starts realizing that she's continuing to lose her sphere of influence, she's losing more and more power. You know, she lost her lab. She lost control of the Spartan program, you know, official control of the Spartan program. And now she's being kicked off the planet. Um, You know, I think, I think Mm -hmm. she's pulling her Trump card and, and activating kind of the nuclear option. This is all she's got left um, in order to, to accomplish her goals. And now, you know, you've got you've got these terminators that are just marching into action, and they're going to turn on their hero, you know, they're on their commander, right. on, on their you know their their squad leader, really, um, and they believe her, and they just you know you can see the difference between the two Spartans. that still, have, you know, they're taking their uh, prosium to uh, borrow something yeah, right. from equilibrium. Um, they're still on the prosium, but, uh, the two that are not, you can definitely see the difference. And I actually think that's, that's kind of effective the way that it's, you know, those, the three actors that are not the master chief, um, that are part of the Spartan program, the way they portray that, I think is, I think it's well written and well, uh, well displayed. Um, I think that's where, you know, right around that moment is when this thing, you know, really starts the, the slingshot starts to pull back for me and starts to release, you know, build that energy and then release it, um, you know, I I kind of was into that a bit, and and if 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 you said that you felt like it was a little fast, I would understand that. I would definitely understand that. To me, I just wanted to see. You know, I, I I've wanted to see what was going to happen when the Spartans' allegiances had to be defined, and they had to decide right. for themselves who they who they belong to, and and you know whose orders they're going to ultimately follow when the chips are down, and and their everybody's backs are against the proverbial wall. Uh, Whose voice do they listen to? And uh, I was waiting for that moment.
0: Yeah, you know, when the Spartan part, I I like actually a lot. Um, I feel like that part is really well done, minus a few things as as they get a little deeper into that. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But we've only mentioned him here and there in, in several episodes. And I still can't even remember this person's name. So I'm sorry. But. What were they going with with Halsley's assistant? Because I've mentioned how (laughs) creepy he is before, but man, it's he has it is turned up in this episode. He's whiny. He's boy. I was just like, I I don't know. Again, I just it's not even the point where I'm like, oh, I just like him. I I just I, I find myself anytime he's on screen going. Does anybody else see, like, does anybody else see this when they're rewatching this or they're filming this? Like, does nobody else, like, on the crew go, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, did we, like, did we write him? Like, like, is it the writing? Is it his acting? Is it the, like, what is going on with him? Like, what is up with this character? It's almost like there was no real consensus on what
1: he was supposed to be you know, uh, there wasn't a clear vision and, and and multiple people directed different episodes and, and, couldn't really agree on what he was supposed to do or never even like discussed it in a production meeting. And the actor didn't ask enough questions to, to say, Hey guys, this is, this feels weird to me, but yeah, I mean the, the peak of that was in like the third or fourth episode when he's going to like make out with the flash clone of his boss and then Mm -hmm. backs away. Like, That was the weirdest. That's actually among the weirdest things from this whole series. I'm going to say that's a, that was a very, very low point of this whole series for me right there. Um, And and he really hasn't gotten much better.
0: No, he really hasn't. So he's, yeah, he's just completely, to me, he's unnecessary, really. Uh, Yeah. Because to me, he doesn't serve any purpose other than to be like, you're weird. Um, Well, and this is kind of the thing. Like, so you have a character. So let's just say
1: this is is Dr. Halsey's assistant. Like, that's going to be a character in the show. You really have two options you can do with this guy. You can make him more of just a, a consistent background character. Like it's the same actor that plays him, and all he's really there to do is give one or two lines to Halsey, hand her a clipboard or whatever, or push a button on her mark. Like that's that's kind of what mm-hmm. that guy could be. Or he could actually be a fully fleshed out character, you know, a side character, maybe not anywhere near as as fully detailed as our as our main characters or even secondary characters but at least he has enough where there's you know at least one or two stories involving him you know a little bit about him and this guy's neither like it, right. he doesn't really fit into either of those molds and it doesn't seem like there's any consensus on which way he was supposed to go so they did neither of them
0: mm-hmm. yeah no I- I- exactly so we'll we'll get off that guy because whatever but yeah. but you know as we're talking about the the Spartans I d- I did enjoy that. I enjoyed the fact that you have two of them that are still very heavily uh and completely under the influence um of Halsley and her program and I I enjoyed most of it. I also enjoyed you know, I enjoyed Cortana finally breaking through to what we see as maybe going to be the relationship building of what we think with Master Chief uh, and Cortana, what we're used to from the games. I, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, I just wish with the the Spartan fighting portion of the episode Do you not just sit there and think, you know, if you were wearing your armor, John, this fight probably (laughs) would have been like, (laughs) I feel like the fight would have been cooler to see master chief in his armor against his other Spartans in the armor. Now I will say though, I, for the most part, I thought it was very well done minus the odd. And again, Rob, I don't know if, if you noticed this, but there was an odd transition when the fight first starts and he goes to pick up weights it's very like it, the animation almost turns into like a robot again with john where he literally like his body almost turns like robocop and he's not even in his spartan suit like i don't know if you picked up on that but there's just one it, it's in the beginning and then it doesn't happen again and i've mentioned this on other episodes where he fights and It's almost like they didn't know how to like. It's almost like they went in and like CGI animated over the actors' movements. It's weird.
1: There was a little bit of the movement that seemed a bit puppety. You know what I mean, right? At at times, but overall, I felt like there was a lot. um, uh, Even going back, just a little, it's minor. Yeah. Even going back just a little bit to when the two Spartans, Vanek and and, um, uh, Riz, flip on Kai, um, that was actually pretty cool for me because they're still heavily influenced and, and under that, you know, the the you know the the pill or the pebble or whatever it is in their spine, you know that you know the this whole series of events, the brutality of it all. The weight of it, the destructiveness of these fights, um, I really enjoyed. I, I really oh, thought it yeah. was pretty effective. Um, when when Cortana is actually in his head and they are cooperating together, even you know when he realizes he's being set up because she tells him that, now that's the halo that I've wanted. That's the halo you've wanted. That's the halo most of the listeners have probably wanted this whole time was to see that you know that was really effective when when she's helping him and telling him where to look and, and things like that um, you know the smashing of the blocks all that hand to hand that that really gritty fight um, was really effective um, yeah, I've been waiting for this all season you know and I I'm actually I'm actually really unclear um, why Cortana decides to flip on Halsey. I'm not a hundred percent clear on why she decides to do that. And when I watched it the second time, I was really paying attention to any scene she was in. And you almost kind of wonder if there was a glimmer of something that starts when, when she was being, you know, a peeping Tom a bit, like what's the AI version of peeping Tom? I got to figure out what that actually is, but you know, was there something about that moment that made her decide she needed to protect John, that he was worth protecting that, you know, how did she recognize it? Was it what, there was something in that scene, I think where she recognized that. But as we, as we talk about what we want from the the season finale, I kind of want an explanation from her on why she made the choice that she did because she's an AI, you know, they really don't do that. Like there's, there's something about that that I'm curious about, and I want to know where that came from. But man, the um, the destructiveness and the gritty brutality and violence of these action scenes—you know, these these big set piece moments—was really effective for me.
0: Yeah, I again, ju- besides that minor little. I'll call it animation glitch because is what it looked like to me. Uh, The hand to hand combat I really did enjoy. I I thought one minor gripe: it seemed like Cortana could have helped him a little bit more. Like maybe they didn't want her just voicing over the entire fight, but it felt like almost like Iron Man's armor. She could have been like, this is their fighting. Like she could have determined what they were going to do before the Spartans were doing it. Like she's all knowing for God's sakes. Um, I I thought maybe that could have been a little bit more involved, but that's again, that is a minor nitpick of mine because I was actually thoroughly impressed with the hand to hand combat um, and the the rawness of that of that scene. I liked it a lot. So, yeah just a few minor complaints about that and then uh, just getting back to just split second decisions and everything like that you know where this episode ends is you know running into the room finding out that yes uh Mackie was on the ship that was the voice you know obviously you were You know, it's that's one of those cliches, though, again, too, where it's like you can't break down the code until the event is happening. That that happens in (laughs) every you know, that happens in every movie, every show where it's like, oh, you know, it's a voicemail a recording, whatever the case may be. And then the person's discovering who it is, like, as that person is either committing another crime or getting away or whatever is happening uh and it just led to really like i said i wh- what i feel is that that really stupid decision um of of people who are talking about talking out both sides of their mouth everybody in that room is crazy hypocritical um to to the cause of, of what they say they're doing and then if, for her to touch the artifact you know obviously she says goodbye to john John knows what's going, you know, knows what's going to happen. But again, I can't, uh, the one thing that I will say though, is I appreciate and give the episode credit for making me not just sit there and think of her as just the villain. There's, there's some good work there uh, to make it actually feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of blame to, to go around
1: there there is and i think that is um i think you said that well you know there's there's a lot there's a lot to go around and the episode finishes really well so that it's not black and white the what this does really well is this doesn't have clear good guys and bad guys you know i mean for the most part i'd say john is He's a good guy. You know, he's not really done anything bad. I guess the worst thing you can say about him is he let the artifact get away because he chose to save a team member instead. Um, maybe he was a little bit over trusting of a Covenant sleeper agent, you know. But these are, you know, his worst qualities are still almost admirable. So so he's a good guy. Um is probably a good guy. You know, like mm-hmm. we haven't really seen her do anything nefarious yet. Outside of that, everybody else has got a lot of shades of gray. Like, you really can't say a lot bad about Miranda, but I don't think, you know, largely her character's been kind of blah. Um, all of these other people, you know, particularly the admiral, I actually get really annoyed with a lot of what she does. Uh, I find her to be a very annoying character in general. Oh yeah, um, she's definitely got blood on her hands. You know, uh, uh, Captain Keys has been very complicit. I don't think he's necessarily a bad person, but he's definitely been complicit with a lot of bad stuff. You know, he stood around and and allowed it to happen, or was at least an accessory to all of these things. Um, and they're just, you know, basically trying to cover their own asses at this point with with much of what they're doing, and trying not to let the public find out about all of the terrible things they did. Yeah. And, and Halsey is just by far, you know, the the worst of all of them in terms of what she's actually done, although she claims to have a noble cause. Um, and that's really what that's really what you see at the end. Uh, and McKee, you know, it's it's she's in a terrible situation. She's not. She never asked for this. Um, and now she's having to decide for herself where she wants to be in terms of where her allegiance is, you know, to use the name of the the episode. Um, it's, it's really a very compelling end to this because you don't really know at the end, like she speaks in, in Sangheili at the end of the episode. And it seems like she's intending to kind of, uh, cause harm to humanity or the UNSC. It seems like she goes back on some of what she was starting to believe, but I'm really unclear how she just kind of turns the artifact into a blue wave weapon. Like she sort of touches it and then there's just this blue wave and it just kind of knocks people on their ass. Like I, am not entirely sure how that works. Um, again, when, the, when this show gets into almost supernatural modes, that's when it, it really gets, it, it does just, it just doesn't, work as well Mm -hmm. um so that's 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 part that i'm still kind of unclear on
0: yeah i mean if i had to guess i when i was sitting there watching that i think maybe it's just because of like when she when she touches the artifact in that moment there's anger there's pain there's grief um and that like to me i'm just i'm thinking that translates to the artifact um but I could be way off and they might not even thought about it that far. Um, That's kind of how I interpreted it. It was, but it just seems kind of convenient. Like she needs, she
1: needs an escape hatch. So she touches the artifact and Hey, look, here's
0: our, here's our deus ex machina device. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I, again, I, I feel like this episode ended actually pretty well. Uh, There's not a lot, the 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 villain stuff aside and the quick switches and sometimes like I said just the the uh, the the dumb decisions that could have been avoided it brings this episode down a little bit but overall I, I again it's it's kind of wild how bad episode seven was and then they went back. Yeah, well, they come this week with this episode, and you're like, okay, kind of right back in the wheelhouse, but, boy, it just makes you sit there and wonder, like, what did people think when they filmed episode seven? Like, what? (laughs) What, When they wrote that whole other plot in. Right, yeah, exactly, and you know, that's something where we're going to talk about that in the, in the next segment. Cause I have a couple of questions for you based on what happened in episode seven and how it even remotely matters to episode nine. And some of the, the concerns I might have with this final se- with this final episode of the season. Uh, but before we do, is there anything else? Cause I've, I've I've talked about my thoughts for for this episode, good or bad. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we we get into closing out this episode, but also looking to the season finale? You know, I think the the one thing
1: that I do want to kind of do, the last thing that I really think we haven't touched on. You get almost right at the beginning of this um, command. You know, Captain Keys is talking to John, and and he says the line. You know, when they're talking about McKee. <clears throat> people don't just override decades of indoctrination and, and John looks him right in the eye and he says, I did. And it's so hard. Like it's so just hard ass. It's such a great delivery. It's such a, just a, that, that two second or that two word uh, line. I really think is, it was just so cool to start it off. Um, and I was a big fan of that. And and from that point on, I think I was like, okay, we're, we're back.
0: You know, like we're back. We're, we're going to get something good here. Okay. I, I, I didn't, it certainly didn't like, like capture me or anything like that. But I also didn't hate it. Like sometimes that could have came off as very forced, but I was just like, okay, yeah, like you're right. You, you did. Um, so why would I not believe that this person could do it as well? So I didn't think yeah. it hit as hard as you did, but it certainly didn't have the, the normal effect that sometimes those lines can have. Oh yeah, it could definitely have come off wrong, but for me, it was pretty effective. All right. Well, let's let's take that opportunity to cap off popcorn time and roll credits and, and start with where we think this episode falls, but before we you know we do all of that, let's talk about where we think episode 9 is going to go and my first question for you well statement in a question number one obviously it looks like they are setting up a fall of reach like ending uh for season one but also my my concern for episode nine here for this season finale is you had episode seven that dedicated all of that time to Quan. And her story, obviously that has to take up time in episode nine. And I don't want any of that. So how can <laughs> you, like, I don't want it. So how long is episode nine? Cause I haven't heard anything about it. Like, oh, you know, the season finale for halo is an hour and a half long. Um, you know, if it's the typical runtime, how do you, uh, how much time do you dedicate to whatever is going on in their Mad Max Fury Road ripoff desert and, and still get enough of the, co- you know, like the covenant battle that we want, like we're going to want to see the covenant battle. And it certainly, it certainly seems like out of this $90 million, you can't tell me that every episode cost 10 million. There, there certainly is to yeah. me, not enough, Well, I shouldn't say not enough because $10 million is a ton of money. And the production value in this, I will say, is very good. I I, I have enjoyed it. But you can't tell me that each episode cost $10 million. So you had to have saved, I would consider, a considerable chunk of that money for this final episode to get some really good battles to probably show what is going to be reach glassed. but I'm a little nervous with how they're going to balance that considering we got nothing in episode eight about this Quan plot. And I, I dare say, I hope they're not stupid enough to continue this into season two. I really hope that they have considered fans don't want this.
1: Yeah. um, It's, it's hard for me to disagree with, anything you said there in terms of we're going to get something in episode nine that shows Quan and, and probably Soren maybe, um, you know, when, with, with Soren's, uh, allegiance, you know, he's a pirate. He's, uh, he rips off the UNSC, he attacks their ships, he loots their ships. Um, it's hard for me to think that some point he won't be back in the fold. You know, he won't be collaborating with the UNSC at some point against, you know, Covenant forces or something along those lines. Um, You know, so I I expect to see that at some point we'll probably get something with Quan. We'll probably get something with Madrigal. Uh, None of it's going to really be as big or feel as important as everything else. I think we'll probably get another battle scene. Um, Yeah. I think we'll probably get the glassing of reach. I, I think that's probably on the horizon. I think that might be, that's either the end of the, of the season altogether. Like that might be the end of the episode and, and them escaping to try to, you know, it's chief and Cortana and a Pelican trying mm-hmm. to figure out where they go next. Um, I, I think that's, I think there's a lot of that, 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 we'll see. And, and maybe there's, you know, maybe we get a glimpse of the ring, you know, for whatever reason um, you know, maybe it's the, the forward unto Dawn is escaping and everybody's in it and, and Jacob keys is commanding it. You know, maybe that's what we get. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hoping for another battle scene, you know, when they've done it, they've given us some pretty good stuff.
0: Yeah. I I think there definitely got to be a pretty significant fight in this season finale. And I, I am, I am curious as to how this season will end because certainly, you know, you could have it be impactful with reach, like the ending being them surveying reach being just decimated, uh, is that think about this we're we're eight episodes
1: in right i would say we've probably liked four and we have probably disliked four yeah um we've got we've got episode nine i I think the way that people regard this season and largely this show it completely hinges on how they finish this season if episode nine is a stinker people will remember this as a failed season and will not be interested in season two. They will allow their Paramount plus subscriptions to run out. Once their free trial is over, or whatever you won't see people sign back up for it. When season two launches, you won't find anybody that's excited about it, interacting with, you know, the, the show's social media pages or sharing anything about it. You won't really find it. Now, if there's a really good cliffhanger or if there's, just something that gets you excited to see how these plot lines pay off in season two, you will regard this whole season as actually successful with some warts, but it, the fulcrum is completely on episode nine.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. It, it needs to, I don't even think this episode can be average. I really do think this episode needs to be Okay. This is this is what I wanted. Um, I I think they have a very tall task ahead of them to end season one uh, on a high note that people will want to see season two. So I I totally agree with that. I will be interested to see the the interaction between Chief and Mackie. I will say I'm not really interested. (sighs) Who do you? okay? if Halsley is taken out, who does it? Who's your bet? Um, Ooh, I, so I think she survives.
1: I don't think she, I don't think she gets taken out. Um, I think that if, if she doesn't survive, um, it's because she gets an elite energy sword through the gut.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: That would be, and, and John sees it. Uh, Miranda sees it and possibly Jacob sees it too. If, but I, I think she gets away.
0: All right. I'm thinking that because just the way this show is, uh, I'm not giving them a lot of credit for this. I think they're going to go with my guess is either John or the ex-husband or the daughter has to take her out because they're going to bank on the fact that fans are going to think that's emotional. Um, I don't and I don't think it's going to carry any weight. I just I don't. But that's that's my guess.
1: You know, I think what would be interesting is if, uh, Jacob or Miranda have to make a decision and, you know, they've got two buttons to push one button saves a whole bunch of people <clears throat> or, you know, it does something and the other button detonates a bomb that goes off in the vicinity she's in. Um, I think that's, that's how you might see that play out.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I don't think she makes it through season one. I really don't, uh, but that's just my guess. Um, uh, to be honest, this probably sounds terrible. I'm really hoping magic all gets glassed so we don't have to see it. Yep. Just take care of it. So there's no <clears> chance that we can have those characters. I, I'm also a little, I will say, I'm also a little bit nervous that we're going to get some really stupid, cheesy line with Soren where somebody's going to be like, you're a Spartan or so, like just some, dumb line where it's like we need you back son like yeah you know back in the program welcome back to the unsc right yeah something like that so i let's see if we can find a glove that'll fit your creepy muppet arm right exactly so i I will say i do have some i do have some concerns for for this season finale just based on what i appear needs to be left and you know uh, unfortunately I've said this before, and I was proven to be right where, you know, I stated they're going to have to focus an episode on Quan so we can try and figure out what her struggle is or, you know, where she's going. Um, and it turned out to be the absolute worst episode by far of the season. So I, again, I, I do have some concerns with the fact that they dedicated an entire episode. We got no resolve. And all we have is one episode left. So I, I will say I am, I am going into the season finale with an overall, like, I think the fight scenes are going to be good. I, I, I think those things are going to be great, but as an overall episode, I, I do have some trepidation for what's going to transpire. I I have cautious optimism
1: when, when the show's done things that I've enjoyed, I've really enjoyed it. Right. Uh, When they've done things I didn't want, I've hated it. So Uh, cautious optimism. They haven't really earned my trust yet, uh, that it's all going to work out and they're all going to enjoy it. Like if, uh, if you sit down tomorrow and you just hear that Mandalorian kind of flute in the background and, and the, uh, that Western theme music with a great orchestra behind it, like if you just hear that for any reason at all, and you get a piece of video, you're pretty sure you're going to like whatever the heck you see, right? Like it's going to be really, really good because that's, that's earned, uh, credibility that is just going to be awesome like great cool give it give it to me um, show hasn't this show in particular has not earned um earned it hasn't, my trust yet or, it,
0: or it, it it hasn't earned a free pass that's for sure nope um, nope so let's a- anything else that you want to you want to talk about for what you're predicting in the season finale um how much do we see
1: of the hierarchs do we see the? Do we see a lot of the the
0: profits? Do we see a lot of? Yes, I think we get a considerable. I think we do get a considerable amount. I think, if I have to guess, I think the episode, probably that, maybe not the opening scene, but really that opening part. I think we see them right away, um, based on what happens and maybe them talking, you know with Mackie about what's going to transpire. We're going there. We're going to wipe them out. I do think you're going to see them very early in this episode. And I think just based on the nature of what, I guess I should say what I think is going to happen during this episode, I do think we will get um, a a fair amount of them. I think it'll be more than what we have gotten. Do you think we see the Sanghealy that becomes the Arbiter? That to me is either to me, that might be the end or that might be if halo would do this for the season finale, a credit, like an end credit scene. Now I know they haven't done it with any episode, but I think if they do something like that, it's a very, very small tease, especially if they can get the voice
1: actor that does him. They've already shown they'll get Jen Taylor. Um, Yeah. If they can get, the arbiter's voice actor and we just hear him say something even i mean obviously he wouldn't be the arbiter yet but um that would be really cool but i'm gonna actually in terms of my estimation of what percentage chance do i give i give it like 10 percent because mm-hmm. overall the producers of this show have kind of largely said yeah we didn't really play the games much so i don't know that they would necessarily feel like oh yeah let's give that to the fans because we think they will really enjoy
0: that or find that to be cool. I would love that, um, which is why I don't think they're going to do it. You know what's a shame about that, too, if if that doesn't happen? Maybe we get that in Season 2. But if that doesn't happen, it's really a shame because just the mere mention, you talking about the Arbiter and talking about his voice makes me want to go play Halo (laughs) 2. I mean, I pretty much want to play Halo 2 anytime I can, but yeah. And and that's the other thing, too, is, like, okay, like, that single character alone actually makes me want to go back through and play what is a fantastic game in its own right. But that one character makes me want to go back, play through the game. It also sits there, and it makes me think about, if you just, like, season two, if you honestly just follow the story, basically, of Halo 2, I don't know how you mess that up. Like, you have a great, great season. And then on top of it, if you want to say, hey, look, we know season one, maybe it was not what fans wanted. If you throw in somehow during the fight in Halo 2, if you can cover or even just have the musical score for Breaking Benjamin, Fire Your Guns. Oh, that, like, oh yeah. I actually think you like all's forgiven like that could be one of the best tv show moments in history if you do that for fans so i i can i
1: think anybody listening to this that has played halo 2 can vividly remember walking into that kind of arena in halo 2 for the first time and and you get you know your standard halo music with kind of the the you know the long chimes and kind of that gong sound and then all of a sudden that Breaking Benjamin guitar riff comes in and you mm-hmm. realize, oh, I'm in the thick of it now. And like you're, you're going to be in a battle. That's yep. um, There's lists out there of, of some of the greatest use of music in games and that scene. Always makes those lists. Any version of a list you can find with that, um, that one is is absolutely in there. I'll throw a quick shout out to Max Payne 3, by the way. There's there's a scene towards the end of the game where they actually incorporate a song with vocals, which you normally don't get towards the end of a game like that or in those big set piece moments. It's fantastic. It's one of the best, best ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So... Yeah, those those are my thoughts for the the season finale, and hopefully, maybe what we could see uh, in season two. But let's let's close out episode eight with our real rating. And since you went first for the watch rating, I'm going to go first with mine. And I'm actually going to give this episode three and a half. I, I I've thought about it. I've really for the like. Really, for the first time, I think I looked at this episode as how this particular group, like I stated earlier, wants it. And it helped me, I think, appreciate it more than I originally did. I still don't think that will help me with some of the other episodes that I really had a dislike for. I still think there's some major major flaws in those episodes regardless of me kind of taking off my my halo fan goggles and saying this isn't you know this isn't halo but this episode really you know coming at it from that perspective i think there's enough good in that episode where i can say what they want to do actually worked um
1: i'm going to agree with all of that, but I'm going to give it a slightly higher rating. I'm actually giving it a four and a quarter. Um, I okay. did really enjoy a lot of, of some of the think the wheels that have been set in motion kind of ended up getting shifted into fifth gear here. Uh, and those wheels are starting to move a lot faster. Um, and it's got me very excited for the season finale. Um, apprehensive, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go back on what I just said, because there's still a good chance they could dork this up pretty bad. Um, but if we get the payoff, if they, if they spend the time on, on the ninth episode on the things that we actually care about, minimize the, the plots that we're not interested in, give us some halo moments, um, give us more with, with this budding relationship between Cortana and John, um, much like we've said, the season relies on episode nine being good. I actually think a lot of what I think about episode eight kind of relies on episode nine being good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a little bit higher rating. I think in general um, there were some things that didn't work about this that I think you disliked more than I did. Um, and I, and I think some of the the things that where the tension starts to build and the allegiances start shifting and getting very fluid. I think those were more effective for me than they were for you, which is why I'm going four and a quarter.
0: Yeah, no, I, I certainly think uh, I, I think that's, a fair rating i can certainly sit there and based on what what you said and uh, again even just thinking about it I, I can certainly see why people would like enjoy this episode not tolerate it not say well it wasn't bad but actually enjoy this episode um you know i i certainly have some some problems with it but again i this is one that i would sit down and i would actually now it would be rewatch if i were to rewatch this season again as yeah. a refresher for season two or whatever the case may be uh this certainly wouldn't be one that i would actually skip so which is more than we can say for the last episode which is which is good <laughs> so. or or large
1: portions of other episodes
0: yes ex- exactly there there are large portions of other episode where it's like all right if it was 45 minutes you could cut that down into like you can watch fifteen minutes, and that's what I think is good about previous episodes. So yep, take that as <laughs> take that as you will. Um, yep, so <laughs> that's gonna end roll credits. And before we we move on to closing out this episode as a whole, I, I want to tell listeners that the roll credits portion of this episode, has been sponsored by Urban Boulevard. Now, similar to what we talked about earlier, I want to offer listeners a a chance to check out a really cool site and and save some money while you're doing it. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to urbanboulevard.us. Now, that's U-R-B-A-N-B-L-V-D.us. And that is a clothing line where... Be absolutely different and show the world your style with Urban Boulevard. Now, if you head over to that website and check out their product, listeners are going to be able to use the promo code Matt.A30, and you're going to get 30%. That's right, 30% off your order from UrbanBoulevard.us, so that'll be in the show notes as a thank you to listeners for sticking with the show so make sure to check that out and save some money in the process while you're getting some new clothes so again that's that's for listeners and they absolutely i recommend checking out their sunglass line uh they
1: have a a line in there that um they call tony they're not They're not, they don't look like Edith from, you know, like Tony Stark's (laughs) glasses. They don't look anything like that. There's a whole bunch of different colors. There's a red pair that I don't know if you had a chance to see those or not. They're sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, I think they're
1: like, I think they're like 50 bucks and then you get 30% off with your promo code. So, yeah, why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. I've actually got a a pair coming uh, that should be arriving this week. Actually, I'm really excited to get those. And, you know, test those out. So yeah, but again, 30% off your order and you can continue to actually use that promo code. So you go on urban Boulevard, you get a couple of things or you get one thing and you want to see what, you know, if you like it and go back in and Hey, I actually like this lineup, go back in, use the code again, 30% off. So that is a thank you to the listeners for sticking with the show. And once again, that'll be in the show notes. So that way you can head over to that website and check out everything. So Rob, as we're closed down here with, you know, episode eight and getting ready to finish up our halo series, it doesn't mean Matt goes to the movies is done. Certainly we have some things coming up and one of them is another series that I'll I'll have you talk about. That's, right around the corner and one that I am really really excited for and it's cool to get back into uh this this universe cuz we certainly had a lot of fun with it before.
1: Yeah, so Obi-Wan, uh that's going to be here before you know it and uh I know that you and I will definitely be available for those. Uh we might have some other special guests popping in. Uh might have some guest appearances by our friend Harrison from the Basement binge another great show if you like this show certainly. Uh, recommend checking out The Basement Binge as well. Uh, good friend to us. Uh, we, we might see some appearances by the assistant to the director of programming. I uh, might see Brandon on occasionally. I'm, I'm sure that's a show he's going to be very into. Um, so absolutely look forward to our weekly breakdowns on that. We're going to find all the Easter eggs. You don't have to go search for them. We will find them for you. We will make sure that anything that is a, a callback to something else, uh, if you want to be able to get the maximum enjoyment out of everything, we will have it for you Uh, on top of that uh, i want to say the jurassic park episode released earlier today uh, we're recording this on the 15th i believe that went live earlier today um it's just such a fantastic movie i can't say enough great things about it it was so much fun to talk about uh we will be recording the second of the jurassic park series later this week um Guest appearance by Harrison from The Basement Binge is planned as of right now to talk about the second one, The Lost World. Uh, Certainly a film that I, as I've been rewatching it these last couple of days, there's so much of it that I've forgotten about. So it's been great to get back into that. Um, And then we'll follow that with uh, (laughs) Jurassic Park 3. Buckle up for that one. Um, And (laughs) and the two from Jurassic World as we get ready for the release of Jurassic World Dominion, which looks like it could be a total blast. And I'm very excited for it because I'm a nerd for a lot of things, but I am 100% a nerd for dinosaurs
0: yeah no i'm certainly looking forward to obi-wan to continuing the jurassic park series uh certainly uh having harrison back for sure during uh jurassic park uh the lost world's been it's been a spell since uh the three of us were together to to discuss something and and certainly i know he was looking forward to hopefully doing obi-wan with us as well so uh, a lot of stuff coming uh you know from Matt goes to the movies and then leading up to Jurassic world dominion, where I am just super, super excited to, to get into and and watch that movie. So listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We will look forward to bringing you the, the season finale uh, of halo and everything else that you just heard. That's coming down the pipeline. If you could do us a favor as we're heading out, when you're listening to this show, Hop on to Podchaser. It is the, you know, IMDb of movie reviews. And go to podchaser.com, look up Matt Goes to the Movies and leave reviews. Five star reviews are always appreciated. But what's more important to us is honest reviews. If you like the show, if you liked an episode, let us know. If you didn't like an episode, let us know. Uh, the whole reason to, for doing this is number one, it's fun. But as we're doing it, I. Certainly love to hear what people think. Rob loves to hear what people think. And if there's something, you know, that you want to see going forward, let's see if we can incorporate it. But we can only get that from getting feedback from the listeners, leaving reviews, and letting us know. So head over to PodChaser.com, leave those reviews for us, and help us continue to grow the show. It's much appreciated. And until next time, we will see you right back at Matt Goes to the Movies.